0: They're comparable to one degree they're both great quarterbacks uh, they're the best two quarterbacks in the country but if you're trying to determine who the best one is I don't think it's very difficult at all Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterbacks in college I have ever seen Tua is simply one of the best I have seen in a specific year I think we got a little bit carried away last year by declaring him the LeBron James some people did Le, Le, Le Le, Le LeBron of college football <laughs> yeah, he, he's very good but he's injury prone uh, he's very accurate, but when he gets hurt, uh, he seems to uh, collapse a little bit. And against the best teams last year, he did not perform very well. Trevor Lawrence, once he got going, remember, he was a freshman. He just took over the game, and by the end, in the final game of the year, he dominated in a way I have never seen before. Yeah, And welcome into to Views from the Sidelines. It's Tuesday, August 6th. As you can tell, I'm the host, Joey Tysik, today. Chris is on vacation, so we brought in our specialist. A very special guest. Sammy Taramina, welcome in. The Michigan State man himself.
1: Remember I have a podcast as well? Yes. <laughs> OAA Now. Host
0: of OAA Now. M B T. Between Taraminas. He does it all. <laughs> and then, of course, Malik Hill. to my right? Bart Nation
2: for life. Uh, we're, we old, we're only a few weeks away. I'm I'm beyond excited. I can't wait. I already have a Michigan,
0: wait. Michigan State rivalry going on today. Oh, yeah. We're going oh, oh, to get into that Hawkeye talk. I can't wait to get into that Hawkeye talk. But today we're going to talk about college football preview, which is good cuz Chris doesn't know a ton about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to let these two guys go at it. I'm going to sit back and listen to the discussion for the most part, but I'll chime in when I need to. Um so one of the first things I want to think about is what is your guys' thoughts um coming off the end of last season, Clemson defeating Alabama. What was your overall thoughts of like last season and looking forward to this season?
1: Well, I think when you look at Clemson, um, the ACC is not a good conference for starters. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, you know what he's done for that team. Um, basically getting that team into a 2.0 version of Clemson. Cause they were already good big four. Now I got to remember who transferred to Missouri. Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant when he transferred, I mean like made him basically go to Missouri. Um, So I think that Clemson's a team that is going to be a team to be forced to reckon with. I do not trust Alabama um, because yes, Tua Taliogia, I believe it's last name, (laughs) um, is a liability. When he's healthy, He's very good, but when he's not, you you could tell it happened last year, and also the fact that Alabama does not have a proven backup. You know, if Tua Tua gets hurt, of course, um, of course now um, their former backups now at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. so
0: and especially the way that at the end of the season last year, Clemson like was scheming against Tua, mm-hmm. and they did everything in their power to stop him, and I think they did a pretty good job the way yes, that it finished did. out. So, yeah. Uh, Malik, what are, your, what are your thoughts? You think – well, I'll just give a spoiler. We're going to talk about top ten. And Clemson and Alabama are number one and two, obviously, from last year. Do you think that, that that's going to be the same thing? Like, are they destined to meet up each, with each other in the national championship again?
2: Well, first, I, I think it's, it's a – I wouldn't go as far as saying Tua is a liability. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a stretch. He <laughs> yeah. He's behind – He's not that far behind Trevor Lawrence. He's an amazing college quarterback, and it showed last season. Alabama hasn't – has Nick Saban has never had a quarterback like him. And now that he has a true dynamic quarterback that can make those types of throws and make those types of plays, it just took Alabama to a whole other level. Now, most quarterbacks, when they're unhealthy, aren't as effective as they are when they're fully healthy. And going against Clemson as an unhealthy quarterback, anybody would have had absolute struggles at that moment. But – Last season showed that Alabama and Clemson, they're in a conference of their own. It's them two in their own conference, and everybody else is vying for that third spot. It's okay. domination of the two, and it'll be like that out, for a few out, years to come out.
1: There's a guy What's named up? Kirby Smart who used to be yeah. Alabama's the coordinator. Yeah. Guess where he's at now?
2: Georgia. Yeah, he's at Georgia.
1: So when you look at Georgia here, and they're playing in the SEC.
2: They're so, not far behind Alabama. Yeah. But
1: I think Georgia— this could be the year Georgia gets Alabama.
2: It is, it is very It's very I, possible. I think they're going to meet up in the SEC championship, and at that point, it'll be all up to will Kirby mess it up again because he's been think messing think it up. I don't think Kirby's going to mess
1: this up this year.
2: He better not because the decisions he made in last year's SEC championship, people are weary about where what he's doing. His recruiting is at a extremely high level at Alabama's level. But his coaching has to step up for them to take that next step this oh, season. Oh, I agree with you. It with has that, to. Man. I agree with you. Yeah. And speaking of Georgia, Georgia is number three
0: overall. So they're, they're the kind of outside looking in. And I, I'm kind of with Malik here. I, I'm having a hard time figuring out who can step up enough to get to that Clemson-Alabama level that they were at last year.
2: Georgia's the closest thing. And Georgia's everybody close. keeps saying
0: Georgia, but I, I don't know if I see it. Like, Jake Fromm is a great quarterback. But I don't, know if, like, I don't know if it's enough. I'm not sure if anybody – I almost feel like kind of like they were saying, like those two teams are almost untouchable. I just don't see anybody below them making big enough moves. Like there's a lot of question marks from a lot of these teams. Like Oklahoma brought in Jalen Hurts now. Ohio State's not under Urban Meyer anymore. They, like all these teams have little questions that are just enough, whereas Clemson and Alabama are just the same teams almost as they were last year. And that's pretty scary for all these other teams, I think.
1: It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, do I think Clemson plays in a horrible ACC? You mm-hmm. know, right. the ACC is not as competitive as the SEC is. The SEC, right. Alabama is gonna for sure get tested when you're playing against teams like
2: LSU is really good. LSU, yeah, they're getting Louisiana better. State Texas is the same name A&M is getting better. Yep, yeah. you
1: got them. Um, you got um Mississippi State in there. You even got, teams um, like Kentucky. are you got better. Auburn. You know yeah. what I mean? Auburn. You know, exactly. let's not forget. Yeah. You know, the Iron Bowl. You know when Alabama plays Auburn. You know what I mean? You remember those times? It was twice that um Auburn ruined Alabama's season.
2: Exactly. They're the one team that's been that that was able to ruin Alabama's nonstop dominance. You
1: know, so. and it, and it, and it wouldn't surprise me if Auburn does it again to him this year. I think Alabama looks Alabama. Yes, they got. The mighty Tua yes they got they got a very good team but when they anytime they go to Auburn Alabama it's tough it's tough yeah you know I mean we remember remember the kick Bama kick um game back in 2000 I yeah. believe it was 16 up 15 I believe um no 14 um and then um we remember the game in 2010 when Cam Newton went into um Tuscaloosa and embarrassed basically him. embarrassed them, <laughs> yeah. in front of a global scale so Auburn's done it to Alabama before. So if there's if there's one team that I think could derail this whole talk, it could be Auburn.
0: Yeah. Always like rivalry games are always the spoiler that can hurt a team in the season. We've seen it time and time again in almost every sport. Um, so that would that would definitely be a way to, I guess, get Alabama off their their game is just go into a rivalry game where somebody's playing out of their minds and uh steal one. So that's I could definitely see that, I guess. I guess that, that does make a good amount of sense. Um, let's move on to Oklahoma because they keep moving up on the rankings. They're up they're at number four. And what do you guys think about them bringing in Jalen Hurts?
2: I I think it is. there are a lot of question marks, but there's also tons of excitement because you couldn't have a better kid coming in, first of all. Just him sitting, him losing his job and still just being fine with it, getting better as a backup, which is the best part of the whole story to me. He got better as a drop-back quarterback, a guy that could throw accurate passes as a backup to Tua Tagovailoa. And when Tua got hurt, they brought him in, and he produced, and he showed how much of a better quarterback he had gotten. He deserves to have a chance to show his talent at a big scale now that Tua's the guy at Alabama. And they're going to have to change up the offense because – Kind of like Kyler Murray, but not as explosive. He's more of a power runner, but he's even more of a runner than Kyler Murray. Kyler had insane throwing talent, both in arm and accuracy. Uh Jalen is a guy that's gotten better, but we're gonna have to see how much better he's gotten. I don't think he'll put up the numbers. Baker Mayfield and Kyler have put up, they put up historic numbers in back-to-back seasons. It's it's gonna be really interesting to watch. He has every piece of talent at his disposal. At receiver, tight end, running back, it won't be too hard for him to go into the Big 12 and put up really good numbers and be a good quarterback in the Big 12. The Big
1: 12 is basically a no defense league except for TCU. They're, they're pretty much but TCU
2: and Iowa State are two and Iowa good State yeah, two, are the only two yeah, defense, yeah. the only
1: two teams that play defense. They're the going to be 12, able to put up those but numbers. You look at Jalen Hurts. I think yeah, they're going to have to change some parts of the offense, but still, when you look at Oklahoma. I mean, this is a team that, yes, with Hurts, you know, they're going to change stuff around. I think it's going to come down to Oklahoma's defense because you know they're going to put up offensive numbers. Yeah.
2: Their defense and, has fallen flat the past Right, the
1: defense has been the big problem for Oklahoma. So when I look at the Sooners, I mean, Hurts is going to give them a ton of production. The offensive weapons are going to give them a ton of production. With Oklahoma, it's how they do in the Red River rivalry against exactly. Texas also Bedlam and basically the big 12 championship game. Those are the games you really got to judge Oklahoma. Of course, Texas has given Oklahoma problems, you know, in the red river rivalry. And then of course we know about Bedlam with Oklahoma state. That's basically high octane shootout, no defense games there. I mean, but I see Jalen Hurts fit nicely at Oklahoma. Do I think, are they a college football playoff team right now? I don't know, but I think, you know, with Oklahoma, they have the tools to run, run shot in the big 12, but the games that are going to have to, are going to prove to me that they belong are going to be the games against Texas, Bedlam against Oklahoma state, Iowa state and TCU. Those are going to be the four I'm watching very carefully at Oklahoma.
2: Season. Exactly. They yeah. brought in a new defensive coordinator. I think is Alex Grinch. We'll, we'll have to see how he, they, they've recruited talent on defense. They just haven't been able to mesh together well. Right. And, yeah, we'll see how it works
0: out. Yeah, and I, I think somewhat of what you brought up is the hard part for Jalen Hurts. Luckily, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. But to to follow up guys at Oklahoma like Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, two legends, that's going to be tough. Like People are going to be expecting that level of play from Jalen Hurts because that's what they've known for the last couple years. And I'm assuming that he'll be able to live up to it but like you said, it the problem is in college football is you, you can't get off to a slow start. No, You have to win games right from the get go. Like we've seen it in the past where teams like that should be good. And they struggle to get themselves themselves going. I think Michigan's kind of been that team sometimes where, you know, it takes them a little bit to get rolling and you can't do that in college football. Like it's too hard. You have to be almost undefeated. Like we've seen. And that's kind of the biggest question mark for Oklahoma, and especially with Texas getting better. And they're starting Tom to Herbis creep up. Tom Herbert's
1: a nice job, that team.
0: Right. So that'll be a big question mark for Oklahoma, I think. Um, number five in the polls for the preseason is Ohio State, our first Big Ten team. We know a lot about them. We all kind of like to hate them. What do you guys think? Without Urban Meyer, what's Ohio State looking like this year?
1: You know, I had a conversation on um – um. With a good friend of mine, um, I had a good friend of, I, have a, I have a good i had a good friend of mine talk about Ohio State. Um, they're gonna rely a lot on um on um, Dobbins, the running back. Um, you know, and then their defense is gonna be their defense is gonna be good. Um, when I look at Ohio State, I think for them it's gonna be a, 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 an adjustment for them. Um, when you look at the Buckeyes, um, I think they're gonna rely a lot on the ground game. Um, that's gonna. I think if the at gra- the offensive line is healthy for Ohio State, you know what I mean, then it's gonna help the um. I don't know who the new quarterback is over there, at Ohio State. I was gonna say Malik, Justin, do you even though Justin Fields, they, they brought in Justin, Justin Fields, Fields, from, Fields Georgia. from Georgia. Yeah, yeah Justin. A lot Fields. of expectations on his shoulders. Um, I think it's gonna help him grow, but but for um, but when you look at Ohio State, I think the schedule really helps them early because their not conference is not as strong. When they get in the conference play, it's going to be really, really daunting. Of course, the games that are going to test Ohio State for me are going to be the game at Lincoln against Nebraska, because Ohio State's had historically have had problems up in Lincoln.
2: Nebraska almost beat them last year. (laughs) Yes, yeah.
1: And then they got to go. And then, of course, the Michigan State game is going to be really interesting because Michigan State is got a lot of experience back. It's going to be a test for them there. Um, and then Ohio State also has to go, has the whiteout at Penn. I think they got they got to go to Penn State this year. Oh, no. Wait. Penn State's got to go to Columbus, right?
2: Uh, yeah. Penn yeah. State comes to Columbus. Penn State goes yeah. to
1: Columbus. And then, of course, the game in Ann Arbor. Um, when you look at Ohio State, I think their upswing is 11 wins, but their low swing is probably eight wins. So that's what I'm looking at Ohio State. If their offense is not clicking... They're gonna struggle.
2: Yeah, I, I also think they're I think their ceiling is eleven wins. I don't see undefeated this Ryan Day transition, uh because he has he's inherited Urban Meyer's talent and he's already recruiting at the level Urban Meyer was recruiting at, it won't be a tough transition. They're still gonna pummel the small teams, but I still think like kinda like last year, I think they might struggle against some tough teams in the Big Ten. Once they get into game six, game seven. When they go on the road, I think they'll have some struggles. They might pull some wins out, might get upset a few times. I honestly see – I think it might be a 10-win season. I think it'll take a while for Justin Fields and that offense to get going. Like he said, they're going to rely heavily on J.K. Dobbins, and they have some depth behind him with some young guys coming in. Uh, that defense is scary. They have the potential number one pick in next year's draft, Chase Young. Yep. Defensive end, who's he's just going to – he might, be he might be better than both. Both he 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 might be a lot better. He's more athletic than them, and he's scarier when he's coming through that line. So, yeah, that those games against Michigan State and going to Ann Arbor, it's going to be a tough test for Ryan Day and that team. They're going to rely on a, a lot of young guys on that offense. So by games eight, nine, ten, we'll see how that team works out.
0: Right, and I'm going to say
2: something that we point out a lot is
0: that the Big Ten are some of the craziest rivalry games. And if you're going to do anything, you have to win those games. And that's why Ohio State is usually the best team in the Big Ten. They, they win the Michigan game. They win the Michigan State games most of the time. You have to be able to beat the Penn States, the Wisconsin's. And now, like you guys kind of said, now that they have a little bit of a new regime, yet yeah, it, they like Ohio State has such a historic program that it's not going to be that much of a change in difference overall. But just that little bit, can hurt in big games like that. Kind of like what you said, Malik. So that'll be interesting to see if, if like Michigan and Michigan state get off to strong starts and they got confidence going into that Ohio state game and they see any bit of a weakness against Ohio state, if that's where they can overcome well, The
1: strength, of schedule is going to, I think could hurt Ohio state because they're they're uh, they, they have a very inter- they have a soft knock conference. And then of course you look at like Michigan, Michigan state, both those teams have very tough schedules. Of course, um, Michigan's got to play seven Power Five opponents. Michigan State has to play five Power Five opponents. That's going to be tough.
0: Right. Moving on to number six is a team you guys kind of mentioned as maybe a potential to pull off some upsets. Is LSU?
1: Ooh, Louisiana State. Ed Ogeron. Yeah. I don't trust this guy's coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust this guy's coaching. You know because. I seen the failures when he was at, when he was at USC. You know what I mean.
2: He had a tough job to take off. He, he did. USC. He did the best with what he but,
1: had. It, no, it was Old Miss. My bad. Old Miss.
2: Oh yeah, Old Miss. Old Miss. He, yeah, that was a
1: yeah. disaster. But Ed Ogeron, I just don't trust this guy coaching. He's got a good defense. He's got a good team around him, you know. But this, t- when you are in a league with a m Alabama, Auburn. Um, Woo. Yikes.
2: Yikes. I have LSU finishing right behind Alabama in the SEC West. And I think Ed Orgeron has learned from his mistakes. I think a lot of those mistakes he's made in the past, like with Troy a few years ago, Yeah, shouldn't, when they I, lost that one. I couldn't believe
1: they lost that one. Oh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> was but
2: they were in a huge transition, leaving from less miles. They... Had to bring in some new players, change some things on offense and defense. What's
1: the mouth at Kansas now?
2: It, insane. Yeah. It's going to be, a, it's gonna be re, a really weird year in 12 But him having Joe Burrow back is huge. Him having a good quarterback back that can be consistent for them, along with the extremely talented young receiving core, extremely talented young running back core, and extremely talented defense, LSU – if they didn't have to go to Alabama this year, oh, I, I might pick them as a surprise. Oh, yeah, they have to go to Tuscaloosa. Oh, I think they could win 10 games. But that that Alabama game, I think, will will mess them up. And
1: Alabama I, has been human in Tuscaloosa. Let's remember yeah. A&M got them there. Auburn got them in 2010. I mean, like, they have been human in Tuscaloosa.
2: They have, but I, I think this LSU team will be really good. But I think they will slip up at times because of their youth. They're not the most experienced team in the country. No. They lost some guys to the NFL, Greedy Williams. They lost some guys, so yeah, I think they'll be a really good team, but I don't think they can get over Alabama. Yeah. They'll be they'll probably be a New Year's Six bowl team.
0: That's always like the biggest problem with the SEC is like if you can't beat Alabama, it doesn't matter. It's it's very similar to the Big 10 um where it's super competitive all the way up and down uh the entire conference basically. Um, number seven, we're going to skip over for now. Cause it's Michigan. We'll get into m- more depth, uh, after we finish the top 10, um, let Malik go off on that. And, uh, so number eight is Florida, which is fitting talking about the SEC and, you know, being right behind Michigan and stuff. Um, what's your thoughts on Florida, Sammy? You're shaking your head.
1: Well, you know, uh, they blew Michigan out last year. They did. Um, but besides that, I'm a little surprised that Florida was ranked ahead of Michigan to start the year. Um, no, Michigan was ranked ahead of Florida to start the right. year. Right. So when I look at Florida, they got some experience back. Um, you are in the weakest of the SEC, the SEC East, even though you got Georgia there when they play each other at the world's largest cocktail party in Jacksonville. Um, but I think Florida's got some danger, some traps track games i think of course the georgia game obviously but watch out for kentucky because kentucky upset them last year um that was in game in the swamp i believe last year now they got to go to lexington and then to and then they got to play missouri missouri i'm high on this team this year because of how soft the schedule is and And they got a very soft schedule so when you look at florida There's some dangers with this team. Yes, they're talented, but there's some dangers.
2: I agree there. There are some games that look like trap games, but I believe this is the year where it shows Florida will be contenders next year and for the years to come. I think they beat Georgia in that game. I think that's the one loss Georgia takes this season. I think that's the one loss Georgia takes this season. I think Florida – Probably goes ten and two. I think Felipe Frank starts climbing up draft boards because he, I think, he finally comes out and shows how much talent he has. He's comfortable in that offense. He has his pieces back. That defense is deep and fast and strong. And I think Florida will impress a lot of people. And they'll finish just right behind Georgia. And I think they'll impress. And I think going into next year, they'll be a contender.
1: I agree on Florida. Nice.
0: So Florida, kind of our. Upset alert SEC team. They're, they're making a comeback. Uh, we haven't really seen Florida do anything for a while Since now. Since Tebow. Since <laughs> Tebow. Right. Yes. Right. Since Urban. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a long time. So it's kind of cool to see uh, Florida coming back up, even if they destroyed Michigan last year. Um, number nine, Notre Dame. Can they somehow repeat uh. what they
2: did last year? <laughs> no. We agree on something. No. We agree on something.
1: <laughs> I know Notre Dame. It's got a lot of hype around them. They got that dancing leprechaun, that lucrative NBC contract they got. <laughs> but when they look at Notre Dame, this is a team that is going to be on the downward spiral because they don't have the only saving grace that Notre Dame has is the fact that they play five <laughs> ACC opponents.
2: They have, they have a weak schedule almost every they year. They got a weak <laughs>
1: schedule. Instead of having to play, I know they got to go to Ann Arbor, but but. It feels odd that this team doesn't play the Michigans every year, the Michigan States every year, the Purdue's every with, year. With an independent schedule. With an independent schedule. They, yeah, mean, they
2: don't schedule more what? impressive games.
1: I mean, like, I know they got to play Stanford. They got to play Southern California. I mean, but Notre Dame, I don't trust this team. I really do not trust the Irish, even though they got those games against Stanford, USC, and Michigan. So Notre Dame... Me, downward spiral.
0: And I think I think the reason they keep scheduling these pretty easy schedules is, you know, just look at last year. The committee didn't seem to really care that they had an easier schedule. They decided, you know, they're a good team. Let's put them in.
2: If you go undefeated or you have one loss and you're on the caliber of Notre Dame, you're going to get in. Right. Even, Even with – when you have USC, Stanford, and Michigan on your schedule almost every year. USC is a high-profile program. Michigan is a high-profile program, even if they have average years or down years. USC has been down since forever. Uh, yeah, for a, for a while. But USC is on the schedule, and if they go to USC and win, it's a high-caliber win. If they go to Stanford and win, it's a high-caliber win. It's it's kind of flawed. I think Notre Dame they Notre, Notre Dame's Dame sees a the, team. Notre Dame sees themselves as above everybody else. Right. Like you said, they have the NBC contract. They're separate from everybody. They won't join a conference. And they, they get to do stuff like this where they have these types of schedules and they can just slide through <laughs> with pretty good teams and have one loss or go undefeated. But I think they have good talent. Ian Book is an accurate quarterback. He's, he's nothing special. He's going to get the job done. I don't like them that much, but with their schedule, I honestly th- I think they could be a 9-3 team. I think USC is going to get better. I think they're going to lose in Ann Arbor. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoff. We yeah, both I agree
1: on something on Notre Dame. They're going to lose in Ann Arbor. <laughs>
2: that's yeah,
1: rare.
0: I, I don't necessarily like Notre Dame either, no. just for the, the simple fact of the, the scheduling and all that. Yeah, that's they're they're going to be a
2: good team, but just Notre, Notre Dame, the...
0: <sighs> the whole aura. They <laughs> yes. Have, they have like yeah, an aura nothing, around them exactly. that just... Makes a lot of people. We're unhappy. the Saints of
2: college football. That's, right. that's the rep- their the reputation.
0: Yeah. Um, to round out the top ten of the preseason rankings, um, we have Texas, another one of those teams that we haven't really seen in a while that are slowly coming back. Tom Herman's
1: done a good job with this team. He did. He has. Yeah. He has really improved that team. Um, watch for Sam Edinger, their quarterback. I'm really high on on the on him. I he's going to he, be in the Heisman race. He's going to be in the Heisman race. Um, yes, I think the game that's going to that game that I think can make him or break them is gonna be that game against Oklahoma and the River River in Dallas. Um, but it kind of feels odd that Texas doesn't play AM. You know, it, it, it it's is odd. it's yeah, it's I wrong. Yeah. I mean, they gotta play AM, you know. I wanted to play AM again.
2: The schools can't come to an agreement for some you reason. Know, I don't know why. Yeah, there's it's like I think they said they'll they'll schedule each other when they feel like it's good for their interests, which it's, it's good for the fan base. It's, it's good, good for, for the fan base. Exactly. It's great for college football. I don't know why you just don't schedule it again.
1: I mean, they diss each other in the college fight songs. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? If you look at Texas's fight song, they say goodbye to A&M, and then, tech, and then A&M's fight song, they say so long to Texas University, so long to the Orange and the White. You <laughs> know what I mean? So they, they diss each other in their, even their college fight songs.
0: And we're not going to really talk about it, but they're ranked 11th. AM is ranked 11th in the preseason rankings. They're <laughs> right, next to, they're right next to each other. Yeah. Exactly. Why not? Why would you not want to have a rivalry game? Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, games like that are what people yeah. live for. Mm-hmm. It's also Alabama, Auburn. It's just as Florida, weird. Georgia?
2: Texas scheduled LSU week two, but they won't schedule Texas AM. It's, it's crazy. That's but crazy. I still feel like Texas <laughs> has a step to take to be back. Every year, people want to crown them as being back. To me, they have to win the conference, right. and they have to be in serious consideration for the college football playoff They lost to Maryland the last back. two straight years. So the, that's not exactly. good. Exactly. Them beating Georgia in a New Year's Six Bowl was huge for them. Tom Herbin and that team took a huge step.
1: But they haven't beat Maryland in the last two years.
2: Which is why they're not back. You have to win games like that convincingly to really beat Texas again. Like you said, Sam Ellinger is the face of that team. He has his pieces on offense. That defense, still don't trust him. They're young and reshuffling pieces. I still think they'll probably finish second in the Big 12, They but they still have steps to take to get back to where they need to be. All right. So that's your preseason top 10.
0: Now I want everybody to go around, and we're going to talk about one team that you guys think could be that surprise team. Sammy, hold off on the Michigan State because I know that's one of them. <laughs> we'll talk about that somebody of them. outside of Michigan state who do you think is a team to watch out for that's outside of the top 10 Nebraska Nebraska I like that Everybody's jumping on the Scott Nebraska Scott Frost
1: team. um what um he's done in Lincoln um Yeah, last year was a rough year, but usually in year 2, year 3, you know, when he was at Central Florida, um he turned that team around and look what um look what they have. I like Adrian Martinez at quarterback. Um they've got some pieces They got players that are committed to win in that um, system. Um, I like Nebraska as one of them. Another one I'm watching is Utah. Mm -hmm. The Utah Utes. I think that the Pac-12 is not a strong conference when you look at it. Mm -hmm. They're
2: they're top-heavy on both sides. They have really good teams at the top. They got
1: good teams, but Utah is the one I'm watching very carefully because I think they're going to be the ones that they can come out of the Pac-12 and win that conference.
2: Malik? Because it's a team we spoke of earlier, because of how soft their s- schedule is, they don't really have a serious challenge until Week Nine when they play Georgia, Missouri. <laughs> they have Kelly Bryant coming in. They have serious weapons on the outside and at running back, and they have an improving defense. They could start eight and zero and be like top fifteen in the country, and everybody will be confused. And then they'll finish nine and three and come back down to earth. <laughs> but Missouri will will shock a lot of teams to start the season and. I think I'll, I'll try to go with a group of five team. I'll go with, uh, let's go Houston. I like Dana Holgerson at Houston. I like D. Eric King. I'm going with the out-of-box pick. I don't want to go with the cookie-cutter picks. I'm not picking UCF. I'm not picking Cincinnati because they were a surprise team last year, even though I love Cincinnati as a UCF team. UCF
1: got their quarterback back.
2: I know, but that's, that's a team everybody expects to be good. I think Dana Holgerson... Can unleash Derek King even more. And I think that offense can be explosive. I think they could be a 10 11 win team. I'm
0: going to go with out of the box pick.
2: I'm going to go with a pretty,
0: it's not super easy pick, I guess. But um, Sammy brought up the Pac 12. I'm going to go with Oregon. I think they're ranked like 14. So they're just outside of the top 10. But Justin Herbert coming back, I think, was a big thing for them. And I was honestly shocked that he did, that he didn't go into the draft. Um, so it's kind of like a make or break season for him, for, for him to deny the draft where he probably would have gone and decide to come back to play. I feel like he's got to have some sort of mentality that he just wants to win out. And so Oregon's my team to watch just for that reason. I'm I'm hoping that Herbert has this killer instinct mentality and leads them. But unfortunately, in that conference and the way that that team plays, they just have to outscore
2: everybody. And I yeah, don't know if that's going to happen. Right. I also think Iowa State will finally put themselves on the map and beat Iowa. They've been improving the past two years. I think I'm, they finally beat Iowa. I think year
1: Iowa. game went to the Seahawks. It'll be very interesting. Is that game at Ames or Iowa City this year?
2: I think it – la- last year it was in I- Iowa City. It was in – yeah. It's at so like Iowa State, State in this year. Ames this yeah. year. Yeah, it's
1: in Ames. That'd be a good matchup. That'd be a yeah, heck of a game. Will.
2: All right. Here we go.
0: Enough beating around the bush. We're going to start with Michigan State. Oh, boy. We're, we're going to start with Michigan State since Michigan is ranked. We'll talk about them last. Um,
1: well, Michigan State's ranked 20th.
0: They are. They are. Um, what do you guys think about Michigan State? Because my, my biggest thing is that they're improving, but I'm scared that it's not enough. And my biggest question mark is Brian Lewerke. And I I don't know why, but, like, there's been so many times where he's looked really good, and then there's other times where he just looks – not so good. And the consistency bothers me a lot Listen, this as a, team.
2: As a Michigan fan, I'm going to start first on this one. <laughs> go I'm going to start first. I'm going to be completely honest. I think they could land in the second spot ahead of Ohio State. It's possible. And if they didn't have to go to Ann Arbor this year, they could go. They could have gone 10-2 or 11-1. and one. They could have really, really, really could have <laughs> been the shock of college football this season. But even though they have so much returning on both sides. I don't 100% trust Brian Lewerke. I don't trust Connor Hayward as a really, really good Big Ten back. I don't think he'll show up in big games. And I think Ohio State will just have that edge of talent over them. I think Ohio State will beat them, and I think they'll lose to Michigan in Ann Arbor. And I think they'll either go 9-3 and three or 10-2, and two, possibly. I think this is this is an, another rebound year for Michigan State. I think they could have been second or possibly tied for first in the Big 10, but I think the schedule doesn't shake out for them. That Arizona State game is huge. It is extremely huge for that team.
1: Okay. I'm going to get you straight now. All right. <laughs> uh what is Michigan State's record the last 5 times went to win the Ann Arbor?
2: The last 5 times they've gone to Ann Arbor they beat him last time they went to Ann Arbor. Uh, before that, I think they won the last five times. What is it? Three and two? Four Did and they? one. Four and one? Okay, four, four and one. Four and one. All right.
1: So I'm looking at Michigan State. And yes, I got concerns at running back with Hayward. I got plenty of faith in Brian LaWorke, and he's got something to prove. Let's remember Mark D'Antonio's mantra. Michigan State plays well when they have a chip on their shoulder. They got a chip on their shoulder after going 6-6 six and six last year. They have a quarterback back. Their defense, they have one of the best run defenses in the country.
2: 100%.
1: You have players like Joe Bocci, Kenny Wilkis, Raquan Williams. I mean, and when you look at Michigan State, the question's going to be is how healthy this offensive line's going to be. I was if just, hel- just, just going to ask, do you think that offensive line will improve enough? If the offensive enough. line stays healthy, this team can win 11 ballgames. I think they can go into Ann Arbor and beat Michigan again.
2: Oh, they can. They it's possible. Can. It's possible. Here,
1: and here's the daring thing. I know a lot of Buckeyes ain't going to like this. And I know it's Ohio State's homecoming when Michigan State goes to Columbus. But experience matters. In a game like this, it's going to be a low-scoring game between Michigan State and Ohio State. I think it's going to be very low-scoring. I think it could be a 10-7 game like it was back in 2017. This is a team that has everything of making of a rebuild, of a rebirth. Not a rebuild, rebirth. And I think Michigan State Yes, the Arizona State game's important. Yes, they got to go to Evanston. They have to go to Madison. They got to go to Columbus. Got to go to Ann Arbor. And you have Penn State and East Lansing. But when you look at this team and what Mark D'Antonio's done, he has gotten the best out of his players of what he's got. Mark D'Antonio has done more with less than people give him credit for. This is a guy that's won three Big Ten championships. So when I look at Michigan State, if the healthy, if the offensive line's healthy, if if um Cody White has a big year at wide receiver, this football team can win at least 11 games this year. 11 games.
2: I'm going to be honest, I think it's more than just the health of the of that offensive offensive line because I think they just weren't very good last year even when there was health. I think they just weren't very good. That led to LaWarrie getting hurt. Because he just, he was getting hit almost every other snap, and his health just deteriorated. I think that O-line has a lot, more than history. a lot to prove. That's
1: going to be the key for Michigan City, the offensive yeah. line. If their offensive line is healthy, this is an 11-win football team. If not, then I could see this team being an 8-win team or a 9-win team. My
0: other big concern is kind of how you mentioned, Sammy, is the schedule, that they have all these big games, and they have to go on the road. and. That's just that's just hard, just in general, and I understand it.
1: The year they went to the college football playoff, they went into Columbus and they went into Ann Arbor. You know, those are games that they wanted, right? So, I don't have much of a concern when you look at having to go on the road to those games because this team's been battle tested. Um. But I know, and it pays dividends especially because I know you got to go to Madison and you got to go to a Those are going to be two very tough games right there. But everything just layers out, you know, because Arizona State, you kind of view it as the Oregon game a year ago, you yeah. know what I mean, back in 2015. So everything just kind of layers out when you look at it.
0: Right. Yeah, I think they they need to get at least one of those big games under their belt and out of the way to really prove something. And then I think that confidence could relay into the following games after that. Um, But that's just my biggest concern, I think, for the team. I just
1: hope they don't wear those god-awful neon green lights. Oh, yeah. they they, are terrible. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they don't really work. Um, All right. To the flip side, Michigan, the team that always comes up a little bit short. So, Malik, what? (laughs) Let me just phrase it so that Because my biggest concern is, you know, they kind of they got like a somewhat of a new offense going. They've they kind of changed roles within the team a little bit. Um, They luckily um, they lost Karen Higgins, but they have depth at running back. What are some of your thoughts or concerns about this new offense? The only good thing is that they have twenty-year veteran Shea Patterson.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Another year of Michigan football. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, it's almost it's hard for me to talk about this every single year because it just gets more painful every single year. They have everything they need on the offensive side. This is going to be the best O-line they've had since the Lloyd Carr years. This receiving core is stellar. They have a top five receiving core in the country. Shea Patterson is experienced. They have to figure out who their number one running back guy is, but they usually have running back by committee and they have mm-hmm. talent. The defense has inexperience, but they've recruited so well on defense that Don Brown is going to have them ready. 2016 and 2018, two teams that should have made the college football playoff, but it came down to one game, and they dropped the ball both times. 2016, you go into the Ohio State game. If you win that, you're going to the college football playoff. You lose. Last year, if you win the Ohio State <laughs> game, you're going to go to the Big Ten Championship and probably make the playoff. You lose get torched by Dwayne Haskins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jim Harbaugh has made the moves necessary. He got rid of Pep Hamilton and that stale vanilla offense that couldn't get it done against real talent. He
1: was making millions. Don Brown
2: million. Don Brown, Dr. Blitz, all he could do was blitz in the big games it didn't make any other adjustments. It all fell apart in the big games. They've learned their lessons. Urban Meyer is gone. I think they beat Ohio State this year in Ann Arbor, and I think they finally get to the Big Ten championship. But do they make the college football
0: playoff? Or are you saying they have to win the Big Ten championship to get the, the playoff? No.
2: I I don't I don't trust them. But
0: I was gonna let's, say let's just yeah. I was gonna say my biggest concern with Michigan is losing that one random game.
2: Yeah, they just and they have a tough schedule. Right, they have a tough schedule. Like if they don't, they go, go to <laughs> Wisconsin week three. They have – I think they have Michigan State, then Notre Dame, and then, like, Indiana, which is a trap game. And then, all like <laughs> –
1: Indiana is always a trap game for Michigan. Oh, man. Yeah, like, it's, the it's, big thing listen, for Michigan,
0: at least what it seemed like in the last few years, is that sometimes they get too comfortable with themselves.
2: Absolutely. And – They they rely on the Michigan, where the Wolverines, we can come in and just stick to what we do and we don't have to change anything and they got embarrassed last year. Right. They didn't want to make adjustments. They yeah, they thought they were too Ohio State. Yeah. They they did they thought they were too good to change up anything and it and they were favored in yeah. that game last year. And, and like it, we it said, it came back to hit them it hit them right in their face. It came right back to them.
0: And like we've been saying, in college football, you cannot drop games. You have to basically go undefeated. Sometimes you can go with one loss and it has to be a good game. Um it's just too hard. And that's the biggest problem with Michigan is they need to really lock in. And I feel like we've said it the last couple of years is like they need to lock in for every game. And for some reason they just can't get over that mental state where they just think, oh, we can just go in and roll all these teams. Um, So if they can somehow figure that out, Michigan always has a chance to make it. But that's just always the biggest question mark as well.
2: Harbaugh and Don Brown seem, they seem to have made the proper decisions and changes to put to put this team where it needs to be. If we bring it up too every time.
0: If they don't get it done, where does Harbaugh lie? It's still at Michigan.
2: So <laughs> he's um, he's still gonna be there.
1: He'll still be there. Yeah, but there's gonna be a lot of Michigan fans upset. Oh yeah. Here are my Definitely. thoughts on Michigan. Um, yes, they got a Murders row of schedule. I see. This team believing too much in their press clippings um, Ohio State has owned Michigan Michigan's only beaten Ohio State twice since 2002 the year Jim trestle um has been there since Jim trestle's been at Ohio State then it changed um, the only two wins they got was one year with um with trestle and then the other one was with with Lou fickle
2: I'm 23 and I've seen them beat Ohio State twice. That, yeah. Just that statement right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That,
1: and then Michigan State, of course, ever since Lloyd Carr left, Michigan State has won almost half of the games in that rivalry.
2: Mark, you know, they Mark D'Antoni 08, has been the best coach in Michigan in 09, since Lloyd Carr 10, left. They 10,
1: 11, 13, 14, 15, 17. That's seven of the last 11 years against Michigan. That tells me that that program has not gotten it done against Michigan State and Ohio State on a consistent basis. Not at all. And I know where you're going here. And I think I know where you're going here. The schedule is daunting. But when I look at Michigan's games, I think that game against Michigan State is so huge for this team. Oh, yeah.
2: It's big time. Because...
1: I think Michigan State's going to be... They're
2: going to give them everything they have. They're going to give everything they have. Yeah.
1: And then the game against Ohio State, you know, could this, until Jim Harbaugh can get that Ohio State thing? And Tom Brady even said this yesterday in a press conference. Michigan's just got to beat the Buckeyes. They have not done it.
2: It's been holding them back for years. It's been
1: holding them back for years. There's a reason why, when you look at the Big Ten East, you have Ohio State, you have Michigan State, and Penn State even has been the Big Ten championship game. Michigan has not been there. Everybody talks about how good Michigan football is. They have not even been the Big Ten championship game.
2: They're overrated.
1: And that describes it. If Michigan loses at least to Ohio State and Michigan State, I know you don't want to hear this. If they
2: lose to both, it's a failure of a season completely.
1: But where does this team go? I mean, Jim Harbaugh, I know he's done good a good job there in Ann Arbor, but where does this team go if this team cannot beat Michigan State, Ohio State? If
2: where they does this if team they go? if they lose to both of them there will be a huge reevaluation of everything, but they're not gonna him. 'em. They're they're not gonna this this program. Is in a healthy place for the first time since Lloyd Carr left. He, he can't win the big games, but this is the healthiest the program has been since Lloyd Carr left. And you you can't just abandon that ship. He's he's five years in, and that
1: these are is, his recruits in that program.
2: They are, they are. These are
1: his recruits.
2: We gotta wait to see what happens. You know,
1: you look at you look at. I thought Brady Hoke got a bad. Bad deal at Michigan. Of course, he basically had some of Rich Rodriguez's recruits when he got fired. Um, but there's no excuse on Jim Harbaugh now. No. I mean, I know in his first year at Ann Arbor, they get, who's got Baroness Song and all that? And look what happened. Lost Michigan State, lost Ohio State. When you look at Michigan football, there's a reason why Ohio State's better than them. There's a reason why Michigan State has gotten the job done against them. It's because one problem. One problem. And Michigan fans cannot accept the fact that Most both Michigan those teams can't. have been more physical than Michigan. They've been more physical. You look at the offensive line. Um, You look at the offensive line. It's been the difference in both games against those teams. So when I look at Michigan... They got experience back. They got experience, but it's the jury's out with this team. They got to beat Michigan State and Ohio State, and the schedule is brutal for Michigan.
2: I think they can lose. They lose. gotta
1: they gotta go to Iowa. That yeah. Iowa's been a pain. Actually, to Michigan. I, Iowa comes here. Oh, actually. Iowa comes here. Okay. I yeah. Iowa's been a pain to Michigan's thorn. Yeah, especially when Michigan's had to go to Iowa City. We know what Wisconsin did. You know, when both when Michigan went to Madison. So, it's going to be a tough chore for Michigan this year. I think Michigan, as low, they can win eight games, but probably as high as maybe 11, 12 games. But Michigan football, until they beat Michigan State and Ohio State on a consistent basis, that program ain't going anywhere.
0: Any rebuttals? He's right. Yeah. uh, That's kind of something we talked about, though, is like the Big Ten is so tough. And I I always kind of compare them to the SEC where, and especially in the Big Ten, it's like the big three. Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. If those teams can't beat each other, they're not going to make it anywhere. The team that beats the other two teams, they're the ones that are going to usually come out of the Big Ten most of the time. And the other problem about the Big Ten is there's Iowa, there's Penn State, there's Wisconsin, and there's all these teams that Nebraska. are... Nebraska. Right, Nebraska that... Minnesota even. ...can just jump on you at any time. And it's similar to how we talk about, like, in basketball. The Big Ten is pretty deep all the way through, and you cannot take a game off. And like we've seen, kind of like Sammy said, is Michigan has not been able to beat the Ohio State or Michigan State, and that's not why they're not getting out of it. And it's, it's something...
1: Mentally, I guess. I don't know. It's been mental for a long time for Michigan fans. You know, Michigan State has been there, won it. Ohio State's been there, won it. Heck, Penn State won, there, won a Big Ten title, been there, done that. Michigan football, where have they been? Eh, they lost to They Florida. have not been to Indianapolis yet.
0: Right. Yeah, so that, that's like the big test for them. Um, they They definitely have all the pieces that they need. Like I said, Shea Patterson, sixth year, quarterback. Like I think it's, I think he's fifth actually. Fifth year. Is he? Or I thought I saw sixth, but because of is like, he, is he? I think he year,
2: uh, is he a true senior? Or is he? Fifth? I can't remember if he's a true senior or a fifth year. I can't remember.
0: I don't remember either. But either way, he's had enough experience. He's been big talk for a long time that he should be able to get the job done. And not that he's done bad or anything, but. With the receiving core that he has right now, like Malik was saying, it's probably top five in the country. And you know, Michigan already known for their defense these days. They should have the complete package. But can they get past Ohio State, Michigan State? That's always the biggest question.
2: I think they could. I think they could lose one of the two and still be at the top of the standings. They just they have to beating Ohio State. I think they could drop Michigan State and beat Ohio and beat Ohio State. That last game, that's that's the one they have to. They could they could go nine and three and beat Ohio State and people would be fine with that, just as long as they beat them, because that right. that shows a step has truly been made. True.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they have like a technically for a, a ranked seven preseason team and they they do all right, they don't have a great season, but they beat Ohio State and Michigan State. Then Michigan yeah, football has
1: been ranked in the top ten in these preseason polls.
0: Past three, four past years. Past
1: three, four yeah. years. They've not gotten the job done.
0: Right. You they know? haven't lived up to their their, no. their recruiting classes or their expectations. Um, it all on paper, their talent is there. Um, there's something about it all coming together, the chemistry that they just haven't figured out, and it's kind of dangerous, especially now with Michigan State kind of getting back on track. You know, they they've kind of taken a couple fumbles here and there the past couple of years, um, but this will be. Michigan's big test, I think, is this year is can they actually get over the hump? Um, one last thing I want to touch on, too. Um, outside of those top three teams in the Big Ten, they were talking about Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Who do you guys think is that team that's on the outside looking in? You guys think it's Penn State, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Nebraska? So you're sticking with Nebraska?
1: I'm, I'm watching Nebraska carefully, but... There's a team in Minneapolis, Minnesota yes. called the Minnesota P- Little people, people do. P.J. Fleck has them, yeah. done a really nice job. Last year, they took the Axe in Madison from Wisconsin for the first time in a long time. Um, I'm watching Minnesota carefully. Um, you know, people. we don't talk about Northwestern here. Mm-hmm. Northwestern.
2: They got to the Big Ten the big championship, championship last year. Last year. They're,
0: they're ranked 25, I think. Yeah.
1: They Northwestern, nobody talks about them. I mean, when you look at the Big Ten West, I mean, Northwestern. They're going to be a player this year. You go look at Nebraska, obviously. Then you got Iowa. You know what I mean? I mean, but Purdue. Purdue, last year they went to a bowl game. I mean. Yeah, the Big
2: Ten West is getting better.
1: They're getting better. But until the jury's out, the Big Ten East, you got Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, Penn State's going to be a very young team this year.
2: Yeah, I, they're going to take a little bit of a step back this year. I think they're an eight-win team. Yeah, they're probably. an eight-win team. But but yeah, it's they're the the East is still dominant.
1: Yeah, East still dominant.
2: Well, who would you say would be a surprise team for you in the Big Ten? Yeah, everybody's jumping on the Nebraska train. So I'll go Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I think they have a nice schedule. PJ Fleck has injected that intensity and energy into that program. Those young guys believe in him. That's people don't usually people understate how much kids believing in a system and a coach really works. Because if you've seen instances like Louisville last year, that team quit on Bobby Petrino, and it was one of the worst things we've ever seen out of a team. Florida State, they quit on Willie Taggart halfway through the year. When kids believe in a coach, and they give their everything, and they play, just execute clean, like, smart football, they believe in P.J. Fleck. And I think they could win nine games this year and possibly end up second or third in the West.
1: Willie Taggart's still at Florida State or they got fired.
2: He's. It's a second year. Oh, good. It's a. It's a make or break year for him. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. One final thing that we'll talk about too.
0: Let's make. Let's put these down. What do you guys think is going to be the other two college football playoff teams outside of Clemson and Alabama, unless you guys want to take Clemson or Alabama out of it.
2: Outside of the one and two, my three and four, Georgia and Michigan. My five is Utah.
1: I'm actually taking Alabama out of it. Okay. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go Clemson one, um, Georgia two, um, Oklahoma three. Um, I'm a little crazy on this. Michigan State, my four. um, My five, Ohio State. And my six is actually Alabama.
0: Hmm. I'm going to go Clemson, Alabama. um, But then I'm going to go with Oklahoma as somewhat of a surprise. And then... I'm going to, I'm going to go Michigan
2: and they're, they're, they're going to get there at some point that the, at some point they're going to get there. And my only reasoning is I think
0: Michigan state is just a step away. I have, I have concerns about their offense and their defense is good, but it's not as good as, as it has been. Um, at least when I remember Michigan State, I guess back in 11, 12, 12, all that stuff. Yeah, they're T- still, T- still T- going to be really good, right? Um, but they're not. They're more of a run defense. They're not as overall, I guess. Um, so I'm just, I just have some question marks there for State. Um, and then Ohio State, I feel like their transition is going to be a little bit weird, and that they may have to rely on J.K. Dobbins a little bit too much. Um, early on to get their offense kind of accumulated to each other. But the
1: Amazon schedule is going to help them out.
0: Right. Or it could hurt them because then they're they'll they're, be too comfortable. Right. Exactly. Um, kind of play into the whole, the Michigan way where you get too comfortable with certain teams and certain games and you can't figure out the rivalry game. So I'm going to go with a kind of surprise Michigan. Um, outside of that, maybe Georgia. Um, and then I'd like to go with a flyer and take Texas. Well,
1: with Alabama, with Alabama, I just cannot trust to make, When they play Auburn, you know what I mean? Because that game's going to be really, really tough in Alabama. It always has been. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think college football, as always, is going to be super exciting. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Big Ten is always super fun to watch. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on those two teams Michigan, Michigan State. Ohio State's got some question marks as well. But we'll see how it goes when it starts up. Next week, we'll be back. Uh, Chris should be off a vacation. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll figure it out.
2: We might do the NFL preview so we can hear his absurd Jets takes. Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: It's going to be a fun episode. We'll see. We'll see you guys next time. Sammy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Go Blue. Party on.